This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can watch all your favorite 323 friends and shows on the 323 Network YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media platforms at 323read. And support us as we continue to grow at patreon.com slash 323read. That's 323-R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I am your host, Reed Murphy. And this is... America's new game show sensation, Texas Rangers player or Walker Texas Ranger character. That's right. That's how we're starting the show out. And we bring on two wonderful, beautiful contestants to compete in this show that, you know, notches down our requirement to talk about the MLB World Series even though it was between the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks and finished quicker than I knew it started. <laughs> so, let's meet our contestants today and guests of the entire show. He is the host of the 323 College Shame Day, noted FSU superfan, as you can see by that same hat that we get, that characteristic hat that we get every single week. It's Scott Elia. Welcome, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And he is the host of the Animation Deliberation Podcast that you can find streaming anywhere that you get podcasts. He's our animation expert on the 323 and a champion of questionable noises. It's Zahair Ali. Welcome, Zahair. He also just had to look up what Walker Texas Ranger is, so this is going to go very well. Oh, this will be perfect. <laughs> It's all right. It's my people's show. It's not your people's show. <laughs> Do you know anything about Walker, Texas Ranger or the Texas Ranger, Scott? Um, I know a little bit about both. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, of course, is the perfect drama series from America starring the one and only Chuck Norris. And then the Texas Rangers are the Texas Rangers. That's a great observation. Zoo, do you know anything about the Texas Rangers, or do you know more about America's famous fabled team, the Arizona Diamondbacks? I just got back from Dallas, so I know that they are a baseball team that just won. Hey, there you go. All right, that's a point already. <laughs> All right, so the way that this game is going to work is I'm going to just name a name, and you have to tell me if that person is a Texas Rangers baseball player or a character from the great 80s, 90s show, Walker, Texas Ranger. And this isn't going to be that 2021 bullshit that was on the CW. No, no, no. No, no. This is, as Scott said, America's finest tradition, Chuck Norris, the toughest person in the world. So, who wants to go first here? Is there anybody that's just clamoring to make a major guess? Or should we just go the white privilege route? Oh, okay, all right, Zoo wants it. Okay, there we go. Fuck white privilege. Scott, you don't get the zoo. You are oh, getting right. the first name here. <laughs> zoo, your first name is Zach Kent. Going Texas Ranger. He's saying Texas Ranger. Is that correct? Hell yeah. Hey. Look at that. We already got one on the board, so that's one point for Zoo. Scott, it's your Oh, and turn. real quick, shout out to Zach Kent, Henrico, Virginia's finest. Oh, oh, look at that. I wish we had a, yeah, should have had actual stats on that, but, you know, yeah. Look at VMI. He was drafted in the ninth round, 265th overall. Good for him. Now I'm seven years older than him, and he is more accomplished. So congratulations, Zach. <laughs> now a World <laughs> Series champion. Good for you, Zach. Scott, your name Me. is Cody Bradford. Cody Bradford. Uh, I'm going to go with... Let's go back-to-back -back baseball players. He's going back-to-back. Go back. He's saying it's a Texas Ranger. And he is right. That's a point on the board for Scott. We are tied up. Cody Bradford, yes. Number 61, I believe. I don't know. I don't know how numbers work in baseball or anything. 
but I know he's a world champion now. Zoo, your turn, buddy. Your name is Dane Dunning. Can you use it in a No. Um, <laughs> go with the New York Ranger. <laughs> You're going with which Ranger? New York Ranger. Texas Ranger? Oh. Ah, he doesn't know. It's the Texas <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> it's a baseball player. Look at that. Three uh, for three. I, maybe I'm just being tricky here. Maybe, maybe I should throw in an Arizona Diamondback at some point. Scott, your character or Texas Rangers player is one Jake Latz. That's a good name. Jake Latz. See, now this is where I see and you start trying to play the metagame. And you've only gone three for three for the Texas Rangers. Now, does Reed have the balls to go four for four for Texas Rangers? And if I know Reed, I know he's got the balls, and he went four for four. So we're going with Texas Rangers. This man knows his balls. Fanfare. There's no fanfare. fanfare. There it is. There it is. I got the fanfare. That was such a (laughs) buildup. It wouldn't click. I don't know what was going on. The double click wouldn't work, but yes, I went four for four there. And you might be this noticing. Man knows his balls. Absolute silence. You might Crazy. be noticing a, th- a theme here. <laughs> Did you look up anybody from the from Walker Texas Ranger? I don't even know what this show is. The fuck do you think I ever watched Walker Texas Ranger? <laughs> Zoo, we got a couple more here. Francis Gage, Zoo. Francis Gage. Frank, maybe. Uh, I'll go Walker for that one. He's going Walker. That is a Walker, Texas Ranger. You guys know your Texas Rangers and your Walkers. Look at you guys. Scott, I'm going to give you Charlie Brooks. Uh, I'm going to go with... Everything in my being is telling me to stick with Walker Texas Ranger, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna not listen to myself, and I'm gonna pivot back to the Texas Rangers, the baseball team. Ah, he didn't think I had the balls, but he doesn't know I do have the balls. That is a Walker Texas Ranger character. Oh no! Oh my gosh! So Zoo has an official lead here. Might be able to clinch something. So Zoo, not that other ball. <laughs> Zoo, your name is Ricky Ricketts. That has to be made up, right? These are good names. Sports names also always sound like they're made up, and we need to do a redoing of top Texas five Rangers. Names. You're going Texas Rangers? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is a Walker, Texas Ranger character. So stayed with your gut here. So, we have one more to go. Scott, you could tie it up and send this into overtime. Or, Zoo will win. (laughs) Zoo with other questionable noises. Your name is Owen White. Uh, we're gonna go. Let's go Texas Rangers. Let's go baseball. I feel like you got a lot more names out of the Texas Rangers than you ever could have imagined with Walker Texas Ranger. He's damn right. (laughs) (laughs) He knows his white. He knows his whites. That means we are in overtime. So what you two are going to do is you are going to battle over Uh Zoom communication to figure out you're going to ring in basically all you have to do is just say buzz and the first person that i hear say buzz i will go to you and you will give me what you believe the answer is okay so i'm going to give you a name first person to ring in they will get it the name is paul grady oh zoo walker (laughs) he's saying walker scott do you argue that um, 
it doesn't matter if he's gonna get the point. Right. It's it's but, true. <laughs> and he does get the point. Who <laughs> wins the game? Man. He wins the inaugural game of Texas Ranger baseball player or Walker Texas Ranger character. And this would have been look, it's a congratulations to the Texas Rangers because the other possible game for a World Series champion here would have been Arizona Diamondback or Arizona uh, just trash bag. Or I think it was Arizona oh. douchebag. I fucked up my own joke. It was something <laughs> It was something that had to do with criminals in Arizona. But it was also just the only way that, you know, I wanted to cover the Texas Rangers. There was nothing. There's an interesting story to them winning the World Series, but I didn't, nobody really outside of like major baseball fans cared about Texas Rangers versus Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. I was more interested in the Phillies making it, but it was also poor Bryce Harper. It was also a way for me to get a clip from Walker, Texas Ranger onto this show because I did actually watch Walker, Texas Ranger a little bit when I was a kid, when I would go to my grandparents' house and I would just turn on TV like during the day, have nothing to watch, but Texas Walker, Texas Ranger was always on like UPN or whatever the fuck the channel would be. And one day, what caught my attention was this very moment in an episode that I, I wanted it, to share with you guys. <laughs> I think I know which one it is. I can't wait for Zoo to see it. <laughs> if as soon as if Susie pull it up, I I think I know which one it is. Yes. Weeks are much shorter than a week, but in some ways, a lot longer. I know what you mean. Hey there! Welcome home. <laughs> it's okay, Aunt Alex. I'm a man now. Oh. Thank you. That reservation still standing? Barely. And how you doing, little partner? Fine. And it's little visitor now. <laughs> Adewayoli is how you say it in Cherokee. Oh, well, pardon my French, but uh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> as soon as you said Walker, Texas Ranger at the beginning of that game, I had went to Google and I searched for that clip specifically because I was going to send it to you after the show. So I'm very happy that you found that. It's it's one of the most it's one of the greatest random moments in TV history. Like and I don't and I and I don't remember what the context was behind it. I don't remember what happened to the kid. I, say, I need all the freaking context. I, Him I talking about how he's a man now. I have AIDS. And I, yeah, there, there should be a story there. I don't remember shit from it, but there was just always moments I think on that show that were just so random. Like I there was a one time he's just walking through the woods, tastes the ground, and he was like, a plane crashed here. Like, how the fuck would you know that? That show is very out of pocket. <laughs> but, yes, that's our coverage of baseball this season. Again, just congrats to the Texas Rangers. That's a huge win. They were around for 62 years. That is their first championship. And I saw the stat. The Texas Rangers were previously the oldest North American Big Four sports team to never win a championship. What team holds that claim now? Does anybody have a guess? Wait, what's the mark? It was 64 years with no championship? Yeah, or, yeah, 60. Yeah, I think it was 64 or 63. Dolphins? No, they were 70s. Uh, can you give American us the sport? Team. It's a, it is a football team. It's an NFL team. Is it the Cardinals? It's not the Cardinals, technically. It is actually, technically, the Minnesota Vikings, but oh. also, also technically, the Atlanta Falcons. They're both being reported as that <laughs> because oh. the Vikings they began in 1960. The Falcons they started in 1965, but the Val the Vikings did win the 1969 NFL championship. Falcons have never won a championship in their huh. entirety. And we bring in Luis Martinez, Big Chief Burrito, host of Mi Gente Show, and Fireside Chats with Big Chief Burrito into the fray 
Luis, did you know that the uh, Falcons or Vikings are the longest uh, drought team now in uh, sports championships, or at least North American sports championships? After the Rangers won last night. Yep. Yeah, fucking. It was a Rangers. It was a. It was a, the hockey Rangers for a while. We were in pain until '94. Um, mm. Yeah. The fucking the Rangers. I got to give it up to my boy Jacob Degrom. He pitched three games for the Rangers. Took that hundred fifty million dollars to move to Texas to leave the Mets fans, but I ain't mad at him. Um, fuck Max Scherzer. Max Max Scherzer though. Oh damn! Was Max Scherzer? Was he a Texas Ranger? Yeah. Yeah, we God traded damn. we traded him for their top prospect, and we ate all the money. But and he fucking pitched three innings, and he got a ring. I I know. Corey Seager was a Texas Ranger at some point because I do the Immaculate Grid. That's all I got. I will say the one the one fun fact that I got from this World Series that if you want to bet a, put a futures bet on next year's um, World Series champion, follow uh, Texas relief pitcher Will Smith to see where he ends up going because he is he's won. Th- Back to back to back World Series championships for three different teams. He was on the Braves team two years ago. Then he was right. on the Astros last year, and on the Texans, the, the Rangers this year. So yeah. wherever he ends up going next year, put money on that team. That is crazy, Luis. Where are you? Because it looks like there's kind of an inception thing happening behind you. <laughs> I am in the back office of my tattoo shop, um, and um, this is kind of like our little a little safe room kind of area back here. This is technically where I'm supposed to be like, it's, we're still setting up. So I don't have like a desk or anything here. I, I need to go find, I need to go run and get my plug real quick. But um, I had to come in, I had to come into to the shop for a couple of hours and I saw the link and I was like, let me just jump in with the fellas real quick. There you go. Well, you can go ahead and get the plug while I get the, uh, the heavenly voice of Emily Sissel in here to launch our Ricks versus Gricks. For NFL Week 9. Hey, yeah, we're back. Sorry we missed last week. Here's our picks now. Life. Death. Time. Space. Forget everything you think you know. Put your money on the line. It's time for Ricks versus Gricks. Ricks? That's right. Ricks versus Gricks. Reed's picks versus Griffin's picks. Griffin, the Grick Wolbert, he is still, he is back lost in space now. He's hovering right over Scott's shoulder, though, now. It's kind of uh, it's kind of intensely creepy there. But if you want to see. Scott prefers it. If you want to see a little more of Griffin and actually get some Griffin action, YouTube. Our YouTube channel, the 323 Network, our Trunk or Treat Spectacular, is up. It's a very fun, very funny special hosted by Griffin and myself as we took part in a uh, YMCA Trunk or Treat. So go check that out. Very fun time. In the meantime, Ricks versus Gricks. The actual picks are here. We did have picks, and if you go to our social media at 323read, you would have seen our picks there for week eight. And in week eight, Luis, the former, he was trying to steal the Grick title last year. He's coming in hot now. He's getting hot. He went five and one last week. He is now up to 26 and 22 for the season. Scott came in second last week. He went four and two. He is 28 and 20 now. He is in second on the year. I went three and three. I'm 26 and 22. Luis is catching up to me. I fucking hate it. But Zoo, he went three and three last week, still on top, but it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter as we get closer to the end of the season. We're about halfway through. Zoo is 31 and 17 on the year. Tank to make it interesting, and then Scott started talking shit. I like how you said last week, though, that you did your flip flop picks and you still ended up 500. Like you picked opposite what you wanted to pick, and you still end up 500. Right? It says how you go. Zoo says Griffin looks like Adam Warlock. That's a that's a very uh that's a very <laughs> true. We've always had so okay, so that's been the joke, the inside joke with uh Griffin for a long time is that he looks like the guy from We're the Millers. 
And so, oh, <laughs> with the glowing eyes. <laughs> so, our first game here in week nine in the NFL, we have the Seattle Seahawks, who are five and two, at the Baltimore Ravens, who are six and two. Baltimore is a six point favorite in here. Scott, is, is still in Geno we trust, or are you going with a hot Ravens team? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the hot Ravens team simply because they're in Baltimore this week. If it was vice versa, I'd go with Seahawks, but no, I can't bet against them. All right. Zahir Ali, who do you want there, Seahawks or Ravens? Um, I was trying to think of a bad joke, but yeah, Scott basically shared all of my <laughs> thoughts. If it was Seahawks, it'd be a little more enticing, but the Ravens, I think, finally have their chemistry down, and I think they're going to win. Luis? This is at the Ravens? Yes, this mm-hmm. is in Baltimore. Baltimore. He's taking Baltimore. Oh, shit. Well, let's see how it goes. It's kind of mixed this year when we do this, but I'm also taking Baltimore. They are, uh, they're just getting hot right now. I would like i would like to pick uh, Seattle in this one. I th- still think Seattle, they're in first place in the NFC West now. You see, you... You watch what happened in San Francisco. You lose one time to Cleveland, and you everything just goes to shit. So <laughs> Seattle's number one, but I think this will just—I think this is just Baltimore's time right now. They're in that hot streak. Everybody's healthy. Give me Baltimore. Next game up, we have a game that is not really as hot. The Balt, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who are four and four. They are at the Atlanta Falcons, who are four and four. Atlanta is a four-point favorite with number four starting for them at quarterback, Taylor Heineke. Desmond Ritter thrown to the bench. Meanwhile, with Minnesota, Scott's quarterback in fantasy, Kirk Cousins, tore his Achilles. First major injury of his career. He's pretty much played every game. Scott, who are you taking in this one as the rookie from BYU, Jaron Hall, looks to take Mm. the start? And trade deadline just finished. They picked up Josh Dobbs. Yeah, that offense is just too much in shambles. You got, you know, Kirk went down. JJ's down. Um, I'm going to go with the pride of ODU and Taylor Heineke with the Atlanta Falcons. Zoo, who do you want? Let's get it now, Heineke. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Heineke actually knows how to use his weapons. So I can see London and Pitts actually getting more production. Plus, he always utilizes the second stringers that he has to work with in practice all the time the vikings were relying very heavily on a decent offense but their defense has definitely been weak so yeah the vikings have no chance giving it to the falcons luis arthur smith hates fantasy football players and he hates uh football fans in general so you would think with a more competent quarterback, he might throw the ball to, I don't know, any of the three first top six players, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, or Bijan Robinson that he has. But no, I predict Tyler Algiers and Cordell Patterson will run the ball and the Vikings will pull off the upset. There we go. <laughs> I did see a headline. I saw a, I saw a headline this week that said... Uh, it's just straight sports media saying Arthur Smith is as dumb as he looks. And <laughs> I think that's a great argument when, for it. When everybody zigs, he zags. <laughs> that's what the stash was for. He's fucking crazy. He's going to do whatever he wants. Um, look, I have championed the Falcons like all season, and they have disappointed me recently. Desmond Ritter looked exactly how people kind of predicted him to. I'm actually a pretty big believer in Jaron Hall. I really liked him at BYU. I've watched a lot of those games, and I think he's a, I think he's a pretty low key underrated talent. But I just need, I need to see how this offense works, especially once when Justin Jefferson gets in there and he's got his legs. Maybe he'll really be taken off. Jordan Addison's a little shaken up, even though he's been a stud, stud rookie wide receiver there. Um. Taylor Heineke, I just I trust him. We've seen him. We know what he can do, especially coming off the bench in that first those first couple games when he's in there and he's feeling it and he's hot and he just he's playing for his life. This is when Heineke shines. He'll make some big plays. He'll make some exciting plays. He'll sh- show that he has no fucking arm, but it's still better than Desmond Ritter. 
I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Coming in half. NFC East Super Match. We have the Dallas Cowboys, who are 5-2, and two, at the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 7-1. and one. Philadelphia is a three-point favorite at home. Scott, who are you taking in this one? I don't want to pick either one of them, but if I have to pick the lesser of the two evils, I'd rather go with who I want to see lose the most, and that's the Eagles, so I'm going to go with Dallas. Okay. Can't argue with that logic there. Um <laughs> Uh, Zoo, who do you want? I mean, you don't want anybody. I know that, but yeah, no. Um, he wants Bill what, what I do want <laughs> is a wild card spot, and for that, I need Dallas to lose. So we're just gonna go with the Eagles for that logic alone. So you still? So I'm happy. So I mean, you're a good fan in that one. That you don't want to root. You don't want to root for the team to lose and get you know good draft picks or anything. No. But you, I only get 17 football games a year. I am not sitting and watching us intentionally lose. Like, I can never cheer for that. Do you think that Washington has a chance at making the wild card? Well, NFC is not that great. With Kirk going and we're, down. We're down due down. for our, like, random win streak. I mean, there's a collapse and, somewhere and, in and there, Jason, but we're due for the random win streak. We're just weighing you down. That was just extra baggage you guys had on those ends. Honestly, I mean, they did fine when they weren't playing last year too. So, I do think Chase Young was kind. I think he was kind of baggage at this point. I don't think there was really much of a chance that we were going to give him the money that he wanted. But yeah, we'll see. You're right about this. This is that time where Ron Rivera has his random win streaks. So, <laughs> Luis, in this yeah, NFC was- East matchup, who do you want, Cowboys or Eagles? I'll just say that if there's somebody that I trust when it comes to running a football franchise, it's Magic Johnson. So don't worry. I'm not worried at all. You guys are in good hands. The Magic man's at the, at the hell. Um, look, the Cowboys destroyed the Jets, and then the Jets beat the Eagles, right? So therefore, the Cowboys will beat the Eagles. Boom. Perfect life. I get that math. I get that math weirdly. I I am taking the Dallas Cowboys in this. There's something about Philly. Like, they're obviously talented. They're obviously great. But there's something there that doesn't feel right. There's something that feels like there's a, there are weak spots in that team. And I think especially, like, on offense, you saw Washington finally put an end to the tush push for one play last week. And the fucking insanity of that stupid shit-ass play is they immediately saw that, hey, oh, you can just, like, reach in, punch the ball out. Okay, let's uh, do a little trick play on the next one. That will just continue to eat people up for weeks. But there's something – there's just something that's not clicking there in Philly. I don't know what it is. I can't place it right now. Dallas is feeling pretty hot. Dak is feeling himself, and he's pretty hot right now. And I like Micah Parsons and that defense and Dan Quinn to really, really eat up the challenge of taking on this Philly offense and actually securing the win there. So give me the Dallas Cowboys defense for the win. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills, who are 5-3, and three, at the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 4-3. and three. Cincinnati is a two-point favorite at home, Scott. Who are you taking? Yeah, even though they're the favorite at home, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Zoo, who do you want? I'm taking gut over any logic over here, and I'm sticking with Buffalo as well. Luis? This is the sorry you almost died revenge game. Uh, I think Cincinnati uh, shows (laughs) no mercy and takes takes this one. And finally (laughs) takes him out. Oh, sorry. I was going to say bad Louise, but that's gone. (laughs) They're going to come in and finish the job. (laughs) (laughs) Bonkers Perfect comes back for one game. (laughs) Skip Perfect to come back. I mean, it could be the Damar Hamlin revenge game. Maybe Damar Hamlin just comes in. He kills somebody. Yeah, he he comes in. He's killing T. Higgins. Who knows? (laughs) Do you guys remember the... um, uh, that Bruce Willis football movie. What was it called? I'm trying to think. Bruce Willis football movie? There's a Bruce Willis is football it? movie? 
There was a Bruce Willis football movie where the one of the players, like one of the scenes, spoiler alert, was a uh, football player ran into the end zone like it was in the rain and he like he was running and dodging people and then he gets to the end zone, he pulls out a fucking and he shoots somebody. It was a football <laughs> last, movie. Last Boy Scout? Yeah, the last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout, sorry. There was football in it. Yes, it I know, yeah. The prequel to the longest yard, it sounds like. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wayne's in it. I am I am going with I am going with Cincinnati in this one. I'm kind of like Zoo. Like I could go either way in here, but I'm taking my gut. I like Joe Burrow. I'm taking it's the whole team. It's very transparent that you're copying my picks so that I don't pass you. So I just want you to know that I see you. I've 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 I've, I've honestly been scared to take picks with you all year, but now you're getting hot, so I don't mind it. So I can't go. I, I need sleep deprived Zoo to come back, so that way I can you know steal his picks. And wherever that zombie is. I mean, you have not enough naps to right now. That's true. <laughs> Next game up, we have the LA Chargers, who are three and four, at the New York Jets, who are four and three. LA Chargers are three and a half point favorites. This is kind of the Luis Bowl. Curious to get his thoughts on it. But Scott, who are you taking in this one? Uh, I am going to be taking the most electrifying team that's going to be on that field. That's not a team that has a logo of a lightning bolt. And that is the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson, he's leading the league in a comeback victories this season. Listen, Donna, Donna Kelsey, Ma Kelsey Magic, man. <laughs> Ever since she showed up. Zoo, who are you taking? Again, no logic here, just going off of instinct. Uh, this is probably one I'm going to be wrong about, too, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. Luis, who are you taking in the Big Chief Burrito Bowl? I am going to be taking many, many burrito bets with my friends in San Diego, so I'll either be up or down five or six burritos at the end of the week. Uh, I, cannot root, I cannot ever pick against my Jets, even though... Uh, I think they've they've won the last two weeks when I wasn't watching after the they got they, as, after Zach Wilson took a, a sack a zack as they're being called uh, on fourth fucking down um, and the Giants had the ball with a minute thirty seven left I was like game's over got up left and then I got here to the shop I opened up my laptop I checked my fantasy store and it says Jets win thirteen in overtime and I was like. Um, so somehow when there's 30 seconds to go, he can fucking hit two passes in a row to get us into field goal range. Uh, life's better when the home team wins, but people in San Diego are checked out. They don't give a fuck. There's only a couple of real leftover hardcore true Charger fans still. Um, and I know all of them. So we'll be taking the JETS as always. I don't know if you watch How I Met Your Mother, but you sounded like the Blitz just now. I do. I heard that Jets Giants was the worst game ever played. Oh my god! <laughs> I heard oh, it was god. absolute misery. That it could be a fantasy football punishment to just have to rewatch that game. Uh, Fifty-seven minutes of that bullshit. It was. It was. If you love punts, the punter and the kickers were just on fire. But they had. I so say, did you not watch Giants Commanders? <laughs> <laughs> I am going. I'm going to split the field here. I am taking the Chargers. Uh, I'm like I'm liking this Jets hot streak here, and that Jets defense is great. Uh, but Justin Herbert's just so fucking good. And I've, I've, I, I like the Chargers to continue to muddle things up and mess around all with the standings. And, you know, just keep, keep Brandon Staley on that hot seat, but just keep it just, war just cool enough. To not get fired till you know about like week fifteen or sixteen, so give me the Chargers here. Final game, Ace. game of the week, and maybe the game of the season that isn't even in the country. It's in Germany. It's a nine a.m. game here in the East Coast, at least. We have the Miami Dolphins, who are six and two, at the Kansas City Chiefs, at who are six and two. Kansas City is a two-point favorite there in Germany. Scott, who do you want? Um, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who I'm going to be picking. Fuck Taylor Swift. We're going with Miami Dolphins. Uh, Zoo, who do you want? 
Both of these teams have questionable defenses, but I feel like the speed duo is going to take over, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Luis, who are you taking? Taking the captain of my main fantasy football league, Mr. Hill, uh, to give Kansas City that work on a neutral field. And even though I work till 2 in the morning, I'm going to get my ass up at 6.30 West Coast time and catch, what, well, maybe 7.30 West Coast time and catch the second half. <laughs> oh, shit. I just realized I'm in Arizona. Oh, God. It's going to be even worse. <laughs> it's going to be worse for me than I already thought it was. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, damn. This isn't. This doesn't bode well. We have two of these games now, so we'll see which one actually winds up splitting. I am taking the Miami Dolphins as well. Chiefs. I mean, you don't want to doubt Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, shit. You can't. You can't argue with that Miami Dolphins offense and those two speed demons there, and Hill and Waddle, especially when everything's going well. Uh, it's the Tyreek Hill revenge game. We'll go with the captain there. Give me the Miami Dolphins in Germany. Wait, is this hey, Tyreek's first time playing against them? First think, time yeah. he played last year. Mm -hmm. And it's not even in Kansas City, huh? Funny how that mm -hmm. worked. Oh. Hey, Zoo, how, how mad are you going to be when the Chargers finally pull a little money out their pocket and they get Belichick instead of the Commanders in the offseason? I would be happy about that. I don't want him. You don't want Belichick? fucking Commanders! No. Ah! <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> So, okay, that brings up a good point because Scott teased this a little bit before the show and we can get to it before Zoo leaves to uh, do animation deliberation. But we just had the first firing of the NFL season with Josh McDaniels getting fired by the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll talk about that a little bit. But, Scott, you – I mean, obviously, we're looking at – the trade deadline saw two major stars – the uh, defensive ends, Montez Sweat and Chase Young traded out of Washington. Team is three and five now. Josh Harris is probably looking towards the future. Who knows? But who you have an idea of who you think the head coach is going to be for Washington once Rod Revere is inevitably uh, relieved of his duties. Who is the surprise pick? Uh, so contrary to popular belief, it's not Bill Belichick. I, I, think if it was Daniel Snyder, this seems like more of a Daniel Snyder move to go after him. Um, I actually like like a sneaky Frank Smith hiring from Miami. You know, I know a lot of the credit goes to Mike McDaniel and that offense, but I think Frank Smith is another one of those up and coming coaches. Ben Johnson is the one that commanders Twitter has been clamoring for. Ben Johnson, he's like the new wonder kid, right, in uh, Detroit? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a curious one. Who would you want, Zoo, before we send you out of here? I'm fine with Ben Johnson. I'm not against Eric Bieniemy either. Like, I know that it took a while for the offense to get itself together, but it is a young quarterback. It is him having to maneuver to a new system. It is not having a solid offensive line. I don't know how much of the stubbornness to keep the O-line that we had was because of Rivera or was because of him. Um, so it's like, I'm not against giving the enemy the keys knowing that we would have a new GM. Uh, so I'm fine with giving him a chance to figure it out in the, the, the first true year of a new regime. Um, having draft capital, having Cal um salary cap space knowing what you have in your quarterback um but i i definitely do want somebody young to take over for the oc and dc positions but we need to be more innovative this is just the stuff that they've been coming up with just makes no sense hey josh mcdaniels is free get him third yeah. time third time's the charm <laughs> <Adam Gase. laughs> I don't that want Belichick. Further, that just further further proves the Bill Belichick coaching tree is trash. It Adam went, Gase coming at you. Oh shit, Adam Gase. Gase. Oh my god, it's due. What a name. Look, Zoo. Thank Adam you for Gase being here. Ryan. Ooh, there you go. Innovation Station. Zoo. We will get you off to AD again. You can check Zahara Ali out on the Animation Deliberation Podcast wherever you get podcasts. 
Bye, Commandalorian. Now, hey guys, I gotta I gotta dip out too real quick, but I just wanted to give you guys a quick tour of the place here while I'm here. Ooh, Ooh look at this! And let the people know our... let the people know where this is. What is what is this, and where can they find you? This is uh, SoCal. This is my new tattoo shop. Well, our first tattoo shop is called SoCal Tattoo Main Street. We got some art on the wall here. Look at that. We got Ooh. the whole shop here. We got Ooh. a boy T doing a tattoo right now. What's up, guys? Uh, we got uh, some private rooms over here for piercings. And stuff. <laughs> you know, right here. <laughs> See, there's T right there. What's What's going one on? One of our artists here. Ask him if the Raiders um, are for real. <laughs> What's up? Ask him if the Raiders are for real. Oh, it's a, are the Raiders for real? Oh, uh, no. Are you, are you a Raider fan? Are you a Raiders fan? Oh, no. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not a Raiders fan. Okay, there we go. That means they're not for real. <laughs> no, no, that means they're not real. Um, so yeah, and then like I said, back here, this is our little office and stuff. But um, yeah, we got a tattoo shop here in San Diego called SoCal Tattoo. And you guys can follow us at SoCal Tattoo Main Street on Instagram or on Facebook. And any three two three years that might be out here in the West Coast, big discounts for you guys, or if you guys are close enough, come through the shop, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll Tell tattoo up. It's Tell a three two three on you. Branded. That's right. Right Tell on your forehead. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want it on your cheek. I want it like right under your eye. I want three, two, three under people's eyes, like a teardrop. <laughs> like, oh, you, need your, you need your new logo, though. I, I, I sent you the picture of the dude that was from Maryland that got that big ass piece on his back. You need to get something like that. You know? That's what we need. Get three, two, three right on my back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, guys, I just, uh, I, I, I'm sorry I haven't been available, but, you know, five and one, so I had to show up and, you know, Make my picks. <laughs> now that Shut up and made Zoo leave. Now that you've come back on, you're going to go, go one and five. It's just going to break yeah, the streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was no there was no Jets games to pick last week, so I was I was all cold-blooded. This week we had a Jets game, so I might go one and five. Who knows? He was, cl he was clear-headed. Clear <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks for having me on again. I'll talk to you guys soon. Of course, Luis. Again, you can check him out. Mijente Show, Fireside Chats with Big Chief Burrito, and SoCal Tattoo. That's the place. Peace out, guys. Now, Scott, as what? we brought up Josh McDaniels getting fired by the Las Good Vegas Raiders and riddance. officially makes the Las Vegas Raiders not for real. And, again, the 323 Network on YouTube for our Trunk or Treat special with Griffin Wolbert and myself, we had a great guest on there. This kid named Christian, we asked him something specifically for Scott. This is the response that he gave. This is something we ask everybody all the time, and if you answer it how our co-host Scott usually would answer it, you get it correct. Okay. Are the Raiders for real? Oh, no, they suck. <laughs> yes. Yes. You all, better gave him all the candy. It also gave us like a great contender for the next top five awards in Best Laugh coming from Griffin. <laughs> That man was excited. Yes, the Raiders are trash, officially. They are not for real. So let me ask you, what and who are next for this team as we oh, get out of the Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler era? Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach, uh, mm -hmm. officially making me feel really you know, extra old because I remembered him as a player for the Giants. I thought he was still playing, honestly, in the league. It wouldn't have surprised me. What do you think is next right. for this team? Um, this team is in need of just a massive rebuild reset button. They need to trade Devonte Adams. They need to get him out of there. They got to trade Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, get rid of everybody, get rid of everyone, start fresh because that's honestly the only thing that's going to happen. I think Ben Johnson right now is probably the biggest name attached to him. Um, Another name that I had mentioned that I would like for Washington and Frank Smith, the OC in Miami, that a lot of people are going to start starting to slowly hear about now, he's likely to happen. But the big name that I have linked because he is in some shit right now, and that is Jim Harbaugh of Michigan. Uh, those who are listening, we will be talking about everything and anything Michigan-related tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but this weekend, on the 323 College Shame Day. So check it out uh, wherever you find podcasts 
I, I find mine on Spotify. Wherever you find yours may be different. Who am I to tell you where to find it? 323 but, Network on YouTube. Who knows? Right. Go there. You know, the Instagram page, Facebook. You can go find it anywhere. But no, I actually am very intrigued if, if Jim Harbaugh is out at Michigan I feel he's going to make one final push for the NFL and the Raiders is probably the most lucrative appealing deal. He could probably get the most money for now. I I know this will be something that we really go into more on shame day. This will be something a little more in depth there, but just can you give the people a brief, like a very brief idea of what's happening with Jim Harbaugh there in Michigan? Um, non-cheating, cheating, cheating. right? Sign stealing. Yeah, it's 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 a very archaic reason that you can't scout teams in person if they're on your schedule. I think that's the way that last time I checked the ruling, how it was worded. So just sign stealing, trying to get an edge, you know, scouting teams. That's what he's getting in trouble for, for scouting teams. And it, it's crazy because, and they have like records. I think the I think the NCAA has pulled records of uh, Michigan coaches traveling like or requesting tickets for like 11 other schools and it was teams that like games that they weren't even involved in and um you this it dates back apparently sign stealing allegations dating back all the way to jim's father jack harbaugh when he was coaching and jim was on the staff yeah a lot of it i mean like you said we'll probably dive deeper into it on shame day but yeah just having to deal with not so much sign stealing to benefit Michigan, but sign stealing to benefit other teams that inadvertently would benefit Michigan kind of in the long run. But no, it's just further proving that college football is still in the stone age with a lot of ideals and a lot of rules and a lot of things that they do. I mean, when you have technology on the sidelines, not only in the NFL headsets in your helmet, but you also have the same technology in high school. Why the fuck isn't it in college? That would take care of everything. And honestly, I'm all for sign stealing because the other thing is they still got to go out there and stop it. Yeah, they know what's coming, but they still got to stop it. Exactly. And it's 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 something that we of course we will talk more. It's one of the most interesting cases I think that's happening because now you have officials from that conference who are all the coaches in a group call wanting uh, punishment to come down on Michigan quick because they are still very high up in that college football playoff ranking. And mm-hmm. it could be big sanctions against Jim Harbaugh himself. And he's always a NFL name to watch. He's always a coach to watch. The Vikings were linked to him pretty heavily uh, about two years ago before Kevin O'Connell was hired there. And there was the report that the NFL would not be a safe haven for Jim Harbaugh, that they would give him up or punish him himself because it's happened before in the league with Jim Tressel. And when he got his head coaching gut job and got in trouble for college stuff, they went and punished that too. It's the NFL's minor league system, pretty much. They're unofficial minor league, so they are going to protect it and help them with whatever they want done. So with those reports that it wouldn't be a safe haven for him, of course you would think it would scare off some teams. But leave it to the Raiders, who are trash, as Christian told us, that – the report lately is that Raiders owner Mark Davis is said to be, quote, intrigued by the possibility of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. So you might not be far off. Again, this is all something with Jim Harbaugh that we will get more into on shame day. Check it out. That's going to be a fun one. But another topic that came up this week, the NFL trade deadline. And I'm wondering if there were any particular moves that caught your attention anything that you would however you would grade any of these moves uh again the washington commanders they were big players our favorite the fucking commanders Ah! they made big moves they got rid of not only their uh defensive end montez sweat which i think was expected by some people he was traded to the chicago bears for a second round pick which could knowing chicago that could look like a great late first rounder pretty much but then after that they traded away Chase Young, star defensive end, face of their Lido's Pizza commercials. He was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a third-round pick that could become a little something else if he doesn't re-sign with the team. But 
it pairs him back up with his teammate Nick. Uh, is it Nick? Yeah, Nick Bosa. Yeah, from Ohio State, and it just shores up that San Francisco D line. It's crazy. And outside of that, I mean, the Vikings they traded a uh, they traded for Josh Dobbs. They sent a six round pick next year to get him from Arizona. He's done there. Seahawks got Leonard Williams from the New York Giants. Eagles they got Kevin Byard from uh, Tennessee. Which that was a couple. That was a about Tennessee a week before. Getting fleeced. It's crazy. It's crazy that they sent him there. Razul Douglas. He was traded by the Packers to the Bills, so that gives them some cornerback help. And my fi- one of my favorite names in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. They shipped out Donovan Peoples Jones over to the Detroit Lions. The Peoples Jones. So were there any <laughs> there any moves? out of the trade deadline that got you intrigued or that you thought were, uh, you know, particularly special or will be impactful for the rest of the season? That Donovan Peoples-Jones trade is going to play huge for Detroit, especially with some of the issues that they have on going on right now in that wide receiver room, not only with Marvin Jones Jr. stepping away from the team, um, but also, you know, Jamison Williams, their former first-round pick from last year, who's kind of struggling a little bit. Um, I think with them trying to rely too heavy on Amon Ra, that's only going to make things worse. So having Donald People Jones come in and being that stable third behind St. Brown and Reynolds is going to be kind of relieving for Jared Goff and everyone in Detroit. I actually really liked the Leonard Williams trade. Um, not so much for Seattle, but that's a really great pickup for their defensive line. But to be able to get a second round pick this year and a second round pick in this next year's coming draft. And then the following year, still getting a fifth round pick in New York, that second round pick should play out really, really well for them. Exactly. And yeah, I think that's going to, I think that's going to be a big impact. Leonard Williams to Seattle. I think Mm -hmm. he's a good, he's, you know, he's not as, he's not what he was when he first started in the league from the jets, but Look at that. They add the Seahawks are adding just collecting top 10 draft picks by the New York Jets now with Jamal Adams. I guess he'll be in full form now, but Seattle's defense, they know their number they're, they're number 1 right now in the NFC West because of San Francisco falling down a little bit, Brock Purdy coming back down to earth a little bit. And you have a chance to strike strike now. Get everything that you can. Pete Carroll knows how to do this. So, interesting move in like- there. Well, in, in the in the team that I'm just like have the biggest question mark right now is Chicago. And do I like the trade for Sweat? Yes, because they need as much help as they need to get, especially when they're in dead last for sacks in the NFL. But I think they gave up a little bit too much for with it being a second round pick, especially it doesn't seem like it's more of a, it's a guarantee that he's going to re-sign with Chicago. Yeah. And it looks like it's just like a, what, a nine game rental at this point. Which... But you have that. Very good. Well, no, I'm just well, no, I, I'm just saying like you say that a nine game rental, which is like if you're a team that's looking like you're going to have a top five pick on your own, not just from the other team that right. you got the trade for. Why the fuck do you need a nine game rental? Right, they're not going to make a Super Bowl push at this point. So like, why are you giving that up? And it doesn't make any sense. And especially with it coming off of the Clay, the Clay's, the Chase Claypool trade where they gave up a six round pick, or they only got a six round pick at a Chase Claypool in a, and and they also sent a seventh. So like that just doesn't the, the compensation like does doesn't make sense what they're doing in Chicago. Uh, it just amounts to uh getting a new GM next year. That's what that is. Well, Jim Harbaugh. So Chase Claypool, like you mentioned him, he was traded from Chicago to Miami. I want to talk about another receiver in Miami and that is the fabled Tyreek Hill. Our last thing before we get into uh your locks here. There's been a lot of talk about Tyreek Hill for MVP. And I, as a Commanders fan. The fucking Commanders! Ah! Being on the receiving end of a Philadelphia Eagles ass-whooping. Not so much an ass-whooping, but A.J. Brown. Holy shit. You have talk of him. He is like, I think he is one of the few players that has had like six straight games of 125 receiving yards and a touchdown at least one touchdown for six straight games. And even at like 800 something yards receiving, he is still right behind. He is still number two in the league mm-hmm. as a wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill, who has hit a thousand yards within eight games. There's been talk of Tyreek Hill winning MVP. 
wide receiver winning MVP has not really been a thing. Obviously, any player, any skill position player outside of quarterback winning MVP has not been a thing for years. It's usually the quarterback award outside of, I think, Adrian Peterson was the most recent non-quarterback to win MVP. Mm. Was it Adrian? Was it Adrian Peterson? Mm, yeah, in two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, af- it was the year after he tore his ACL, which is crazy. yeah, because they were talking about he was the he was the even before him there was a run. That's when like Brady and Manning were kind of going back to back to back. Yeah, um, I think um, Ladanian Tomlinson before him was the last non quarterback to get it. They asked Tyreek Hill on if he can win MVP. He said, there's a player on this team that's better than me, and he means more to this team than me. And his name is Alec Ingold. That's their fullback. And that's a, that's that's he's you can say what you want. It could be a jokey kind of thing, but he's not wrong. Alec Ingold is a great he's a fullback of, you know, a lost position in the NFL who's been killing it for them. But I think realistically Tyreek Hill is a fantastic MVP contender. Do you think that he could win this award or A.J. Brown in Philly if both stay healthy? Or is there a quarterback right now at the midway point of the season that could steal the award? Um, Outside of Mahomes, no, because Mahomes is going to get it. will get a can get a bump just based off of his name and his likeness. The only quarterback that would have been able to take over to is Kirk, and he is now currently done for the season. Um, I think when you look at a player as far as an MVP is concerned and means the most to their team, Kirk definitely means the most to, to means more in Minnesota than Tua does in Miami. But I think this is just, it's, 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 it's just so difficult for a non quarterback player to get this award. That is traditionally a quarterback award because yeah, he has a thousand yards passing, but that just means that Tua has, you know, a thousand yards passing at the same time. You know, it's just like someone has to feed him the ball. Now, if if something were to happen to Tua and Tyreek is still producing at such a high level, I mean, hell, he's averaging what, like 15 yards of reception at this point. Yeah. He's almost getting you two first downs every time he touches the ball. That's insane. Um, I think this is definitely gonna be the year where you're gonna see a lot bigger of a push for someone not a quarterback, but it's just it's just hard to, to bet against that position group. I would love it if it was Tyreek Hill, MVP, A.J. Brown, Offensive Player of the Year. Because I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to see too much Dolphins uh, uh, Dolphins game play, and I regret that. I hope I can see some more of that because they are so fucking exciting. But A.J. Brown, holy shit. Like, he is playing at an incredibly dominant level and making incredible incredible crazy catches like he is he is turning out to be the mvp of that team like even more so than jalen hurts like i don't know how philly would be playing right now without aj brown on that team and that's what i think you need to look for and obviously patrick mahomes is the same thing i think low-key patrick mahomes is underrated in the Mm -hmm. nfl because of how esteemed he has become since his you know second year in the league and how normalized it's become for what Mahomes does. The fact that he is still playing at such an incredible level and the team is 6-2 and two with the likes of Kadarius Toney at wide receiver there. No, I, that's the only I, – I, I mean, Goff's right behind – Goff and Allen are both in the top five for quarterbacks as far as production goes in the quarterback room. But neither one of them are going to be able to jump to a – let alone Mahomes. Um if the Jets make I really, the playoffs, give it to Zach Wilson. Oh, absolutely. But I think one player that's kind of being slept on, it's because it's a defensive player, but Zaire Franklin, the the um, linebacker mm-hmm. out of Indianapolis, I mean, he has 102 tackles on the season at this point. And we're only halfway through. I think the single season record, I think it's – who owns it? I think Ray does. Yeah. I think Ray Lewis yeah. has like a buck, like a buck 50. But, I mean, he's already at 100 halfway through. If he keeps up the production, he's going to crush that record. And you got to think about, okay, well, what means more? Like a solid – that's where you start – it's it's hard to give MVP, though, to a, to a player who's on a losing team. Right. That's the other thing that plays against it. Because, like, what means more? Like a win or – like it's just hard. It I don't know. Well, that's where – and that's that's where my one argued person would come from 
is we the Raiders are trash. They are not for real. But every time I see them play, which is an unfortunate amount of times this year for some reason, <laughs> is that Max Crosby is a fucking psycho on the defensive line. And every game he pops off, like on every single play, he just pops off, eyes crazy wide, and just destroys whatever offense that they're playing. So if I had to argue somebody, I would say Max Crosby. He is one of the most incredible players I've seen in this league on a wildly shitty team. And I was actually going to bring his name up on College Shame Day because it he um, is donating a million dollars to his alma mater in Eastern Michigan, and they actually are naming their football field after Max Crosby. As they should. They should put his eyes right there in the center of the field. Talk about dreamy. Have you seen his torso? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, he's... He's got a masterpiece. He's got it's all these sports legends and his baby just like on his chest, which is a whole <laughs> it's a whole conversation that we could have about how the bedroom works. But that's that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. That's a Sunday hangover Ooh. topic. <laughs> oh, you know what that music means, though. And we haven't gotten to it for a week or so now because we were off. Everybody was sick at the same exact fucking time last week. But some would say it's convenient. I know. It's time to make some people their money with the Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley betting slip. Yes, that's right. The Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip in honor of. I mean, the greatest sports gambler of all time. And by sports gambler, of all I, mean, time. I mean, well, you know what? I was going to say gambler in sports, but Pete Rose is probably that. But No, Calvin, he still takes it. Does Calvin Ridley still take You know what? Fuck it. Yep. Yeah, we give it to Calvin Ridley. Calvin, this is our Ridley, show. This is our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Ridley gets this. He gets this memorial. Nobody, Pete Rose can't have this song. You can't do Pete Rose betting slip. Ugh. So, Calvin Ridley, he put a massive or multi-game, multi-prop parlay that got him suspended for a year in the NFL. Technically, under their new guidelines, he would still be suspended. We honor him every week with having Scott put together a betting slip that will hopefully net us thousands of dollars, sometimes millions. We're going to see what we have today. What do you have in store for us? today scott elliott of 323 uh, college shame day i am hoping for for better for better waters from here on out because last week's well i guess two weeks ago's parlay was embarrassing out of the 11 picks we only hit three times and i feel that i'm not only letting down you read i'm letting <laughs> the fans at home down but i'm letting our lord and savior calvin ridley down as well and i i have to redeem myself i think i'm getting a little too fast and loose with some of these picks i need to start pulling it back a little bit and be a little bit more conservative and stop having my eyes be blinded by the money signs so we are rolling another 11 pick parlay this week for ten dollars and we are going to start it with tua tagovailoa over one and a half passing touchdowns on sunday against the chiefs um, I think the ball is going to be spread around a lot there in Baltimore, and I don't think it's going to be funneled to Mark Andrews quite as much as he normally is. So we are going to take the under 49 and a half receiving yards for Mark Andrews. Uh, there is something very interesting going on in Chicago with their new quarterback at the helm. And usually when something like that happens, they rely a lot on their tight ends. So I'm going to go over 30 and a half receiving yards for tight end Cole Komet. This game, I had no idea which direction I wanted to go in. And I'm talking about the Commanders and the Patriots. And I I don't know. I this the the every commander's pick I've had has, you know, shit the bed. Every Patriots pick I've had has not panned out. So this is probably gonna happen again, but we're gonna go over 46 and a half rushing yards for Ramonde Stevenson of the Patriots. Uh, Luis alluded to it a little bit ago in regards to the Falcons and how Arthur Blank hates fantasy football players. Um, and this is going to be Bijan Robinson's time to not shine again. He is going to be going under 58 and a half rushing yards against the Vikings. Rise up, baby! 
I think I think uh, Luis is 100% correct. They're going to run the ball, but it's going to be a, a really heavy Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson kind of game. Uh, moving on to the stinky game of the week, the Giants traveling to Vegas against the Raiders. I think Daniel Jones is good for one passing touchdown, so we'll take the over .5 passing touchdowns for Daniel Jones. Uh... Oh, it's so upsetting. Uh, one game that doesn't have me feeling that way, that's the Cowboys and the Eagles. I couldn't think of a game more that I wouldn't want to watch, but we're going to take the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Ah! I'm going to try. I'm, uh, one of these days, I'm going to nail the quarterback rushing prop. And I think this might be this week. And that's going to be in the Buccaneers and Texans game. We are going to take the under 10 and a half rushing yards for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Colts and the Panthers. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to finally show up and do a little bit of damage. I want to take the over 63 and a half rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor. Fuck Scott. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'll be betting on Mr. Reliable there in Buffalo himself, and that is Gabriel Davis. I mean, when you're named after an angel himself, I mean, you have to bet of the over 41 and a half receiving yards. Fuck you, and Browns. A, and to round out the parlay, this is where we're going to take the straight-up winner, um, and it's going to be in the Rams-Packers game, and we are going to take the underdog on the road, the L.A. Rams. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. God, I hope so, because this $10 wager is going to win us $8,169.99. So that will be the most expensive blowjob that I've ever paid for, but it'll be the most worth it. At the end. Uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm excited to see this, uh, this, uh, this Kennedy, well, okay, uh, Senator Kennedy blowjob. Saying Kennedy blowjob is a little awkward. I am excited yeah. <laughs> for this whole thing coming from this. Scott Elia, the 323 College Shame Day. You can check him out there. We are going to have plenty to talk about this weekend. And uh, we'll, we'll get more into some Harbaugh fun shit. And, uh, yeah, we love you. We love you. I we're love happy. you. We're happy you're the survivor of the four that were here. We're going to see how we do with our Ricks versus Gricks. Again, if you need to check them all out, at 323read on all social media. Instagram is where you can usually find that. And, uh, yeah, the 323 Network on YouTube. Subscribe to it. Like it. Go check out our Trunk or Treat special with Griffin Wolbert. It's a great time. In the meantime, folks, I'm your host, Reed Murphy. We will talk to you later. Stay safe. <laughs> that fucking laugh gets me every time. <laughs>